Well, the RBA meets today with the $100 billion QE program due to expire at the end of April. So will they extend it and how much of it? Plus the latest on the battle between Wall Street and Reddit. And we've got two big earnings results later on, Alphabet and Amazon. And other bits of data as well, but it's basically the vaccine news that everyone has their eyes on. At least the UK and Europe seem a little bit more amenable to each other now. It's Tuesday, the 2nd of February 2021. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, equities have bounced back more than 2.5% for the NASDAQ, over 1.6% for the S&P 500 and 0.9% for the Dow. It's the same deal elsewhere. The Eurostoxx 50 is up 1.4%. The FTSE up 0.9%. The US dollar is up again, up 0.4%. Today, up 0.3% on the Canadian dollar. The pound was down a quarter percent, but it's uh, climbing around back up again and pretty much the same for the Aussie. The euro, though, it was down. It's staying there, losing 0.5% so far. Meanwhile, the bond markets, well, they just watch, really. Hardly any movement at all there. We've got one basis point up in 10-year treasuries. But in commodities, well, the action has been in silver, up more than 9%. At its height in this session, COMEX was over $30 an ounce, which is almost 12% up, thanks to furious Reddit activity over the weekend. Oil's also, uh, for a completely unrelated reason, up about 2.3% as well today. David DeGarris is a Director of Economics for Markets at NAB in, well, in London, but in Melbourne right now, and who can blame him? Correct. It's a lot safer there. Correct, Phil. Good morning. <laughs> by the way, I, I got a complaint from a listener last time we spoke, by the way, for yes. siding with the hedge funds. Uh, over the uh, Wall Street versus Reddit battle. I didn't think I did. Oh, really? I said, derogatory. I said something derogatory about day traders. I find that hard to believe. But look, <laughs> two observations. First, this um, the rise in silver mm. we've seen is obviously far far more restricted than we saw with the action taken um, against GameStop shares. Uh, I guess it's easier for retailers to pile in, isn't it, in a, in a big way in, in shares rather than commodities but the other observation is um gamestop is still a lot higher even though it is they're 25 percent down today they're still around 250 dollars they started last month around 17 dollars so it's still a big difference so so i mean they've left a trail behind them haven't they these uh these redditors yes well as you say it's more straightforward isn't it to delve into shares rather than things like commodities where you have to search around but um, exchange traded funds and other devices allow allow them to dabble dabble into that uh, and um, as far as gamestop's concerned Phil, as, as uh, my colleague nick smith has, has um, written in his report this morning um short positions in gamestop according to some press reports down to 40 40 to 50 percent of their market cap whereas they're over 100 percent you know two or three weeks ago so maybe that has been more regularized now but certainly silver has been the story in the past Uh, this trading session and the trading session on friday if um you know, if you're looking for Reddit action, so to speak. Is that going to be something we have to talk about every day now? Are we going to have to... I know that, you know, hedge funds are now saying, well, we are going to have to either employ artificial intelligence or we're going to have to employ people to go through the Reddit boards or other bulletin boards to try and find out what's being talked about just in case they bite us mm. again. Well, I think it's been a more regular session, this one, Phil. So stocks have been higher, as you mentioned. Uh, bonds little changed. Um, and uh, as I said, if, if GameStop is any indication, um, um, well, you know, this is this is one. It's sort of a new development in the market, isn't it? So I guess there is that, is that interest, but that seems to have washed out as far as 
that trading activity is well, concerned. All, I mean, all the activity now really is looking at Amazon and Alphabet. I mean, it's not till tomorrow's close, is it, in the United States, but they, they're surging ahead, mm. ahead of their earnings. Tesla shares as well up 5% today. Some analysts are saying they could go a lot higher, like double its present level, which sounds a lot, except for the fact that, you know, they, they rose eightfold last year. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, who knows? Where does it all end? I mean, it's, I'd, I'd say it's yes. volatile, but it doesn't, it's not necessarily vol- volatile. It's just going up, isn't it? It, it has been, yeah, ab- 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 absolutely. But, I mean, that's partly the Tesla story, isn't it? It's partly the pandemic and effects on stocks like Amazon, but also partly the yield story. And, I mean, we heard from the Fed, didn't we, last week? Rates are staying low for quite some period of time. So low yields, you know, high price earnings yeah, ratios. Yeah, exactly. And I guess with those stocks, you know, the stay-at-home stocks, the more we hear stories about, you know, well, social distancing. There's a story in the Telegraph in the UK today. Social distancing might need to remain in place mm. all year uh, unless the vaccines prove to be 85% effective. And uh, that seems unlikely with new strains. So, you know, we can expect some, I hate to sound maudlin, but we can expect some disappointing news, I think. And uh, so perhaps the yes. expectation is not, you know, won't be realised and we'll be back to saying, well, OK, what's the stuff we use at home? But just, but just, just, just on that vaccine news, Phil, with Pfizer reporting now that they They'll be making available 2 billion doses this year. So they've up, increased their earnings guidance. And UK government's had a bit of a rough patch with, with the population. But um, I see a YouGov poll saying they're doing a good job with the vaccines. Yeah, and it sounds anyway. like they're a bit more conciliatory with Europe as well now. And AstraZeneca are saying in Europe we're going to up our production. So, uh, yes. Know, basically anything to keep the peace, I think. They thought, well, we'll, let, we'll better work, double down. Otherwise. God knows what's going to happen in Europe. Look, um, what else has been going on? We had a bit more disappointing uh, US started, didn't we? The uh, the ISM manufacturing PMI down for January. Uh, well, it's it's down. It's still growing, but it's lower than it was. The level of growth is lower than it was yes. in December, but it, it's still over 50, so it's still expanding, isn't it? Yes, technically, you would say it was down. So, mm. you know, if we said the ISM index was down and somebody didn't look at the numbers, they might think it's contracting was only 58.7 so Which is hard. you know in times past we would have said yeah. that was a cracker of a number so it's yeah. just that it was it was 60.5 in the previous month that was revised down marginally but um it was the falling new orders well, wasn't new it? orders yeah. at 60, yeah. Yeah, yeah new orders are down 61.1 from 67.5 still very very high numbers i think the other one that may may you know, the market's starting to get a little bit interested is this inflation yeah. story. So yeah. the prices paid component, goodness me, 82. Mm. Now, maybe it's just the issue of supply chains and the issue of the pandemic and, and all of that. But, um, you know, we know that um, purchases of goods has been um, very, very high through the pandemic, you know, people staying at home and so forth, and that household savings have been high. People have had cash to buy things. Yeah. So. That's part of the story, but um, the inflation story is going to be spoken a lot about this year, yeah, I think. Yeah, but Phil. when everyone's back and we've got production back up again, will we still see it? I guess that's the question, isn't it, as you say? Is it, is yes, it a- and, will, and will it be evident in the service sector? Will it be evident in wages and those sort of important ongoing costs? And that's going to be a labour market question. Yeah, well, everyone's going to have a job to, for that really to happen, hasn't it? Look, more, uh, more hopes of a deal uh, on the US stimulus. Uh, perhaps it's going to be sorted out next week. <laughs> it's always next week, isn't it? Maybe. <laughs> and the number, I the think number keeps getting smaller but, as well. But remember, um, there's more than one legislative way for this to be resolved. So, you know, it could be if, if the Republicans got together and said, yeah, okay, let's do a deal and 
just to pluck a number out of the air. Instead of a 1.9, we make it 1 or 1.5 or whatever. I know they've said 600, but through an alternative budget reconciliation route, it's, it, um, the Democrats could probably push it through, Phil. So, and it seems the, um, the House Leader Pelosi wants to go down that path from later this week. So the clock is ticking now. So we're watching that still. Now, the RBA uh, meeting today, of course. Uh, so, of course, you know, at the end of April, uh, they supposedly, that's when they scheduled to end the QE. So are they <laughs> going to extend it and, or are they going to reduce it and extend it? What are we expecting? It's been interesting. Um, when that was announced back last November, in, in, in the month of November, they bought $19 billion of um, government securities. That's Commonwealth government securities and semis. Um, December 16 and January 15. So they're already starting to phase phase that down, right? So, and what we have seen is the interest-sensitive sectors of the economy have been red hot. We've seen that in the housing numbers for Australia released yesterday. Housing finance up strongly. What was it? 8.6% in December. House prices up in the capital cities and in regional cities and so forth. Uh, job ads are up. And their job ads are up further in January. So we've seen a slew of information suggesting that monetary policy is finding its mark. And I think the other thing for the Reserve Bank, Phil, is that the labour market has been improving a lot faster than what they had expected mm. as recently as, what, two, three months ago. So certainly go back to the November statement on monetary policy when they expected the unemployment rate to average 8% and um, it's averaged under 7% in the December quarter. Now, we've still got the JobKeeper end to get over and, um, and and all of that. So I think they're going to keep monetary policy extremely accommodative. But And whether they say anything today about the QE remains to be seen, but Phil Lowe is, is speaking tomorrow. Yeah. So the market will certainly be... The market's certainly interested in that, and they are phasing it down, but gradually, yeah. Phil. So perhaps more interested in what he has to say tomorrow than rather than what the, uh, the statement says today, perhaps. The... Um, home loans, though. I mean, if they're if if they're looking at uh, house prices and how the housing market's going, an eight point seven percent increase in home loans for December. Uh, think, will the ABS be getting concerned about that? I mean, you know that it it really is growing a lot faster than any other sector of the economy. Well, well, certainly, but that that isn't that this one of the sectors where you'd hope that monetary policy would find its mark. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's already been evident in increased demand for new housing. And of course, that's also being stimulated by the home builder program. So monetary policy is doing its job there. So higher prices will bring forth more supply, certainly on the new housing side. Um, and on the existing housing side, well, um, you know, the working from home phenomena seems to have found its mark there as well. And we've seen that in the, the high demand for household-related goods. So that's been evident in the, in the housing market as well. And I would say on the rental side, um, you know, Sydney and Melbourne rents were uh, softer through the pandemic, but even they seem to have stabilised. So um, maybe maybe the rent better rental affordability is, is feeding through there as well. And that may be it's sort of less downside risk on underlying inflation through the rental component of the CPI. Now, uh, flash GDP growth for Q4 for the euro area as well today. Uh, look, the data from Europe hasn't been too good, has it? Overnight, we saw retail sales for Germany for December down 9.6%. I mean, they were in lockdown, so perhaps uh, 
at, um, but but also it looks like you know the the euro is being dragged down by the by the, the slow vaccine rollout as well, hasn't it? I, th- I think that's probably had a bit of a bit of an effect. We know with the German numbers they can be vol- volatile, but that was a that was a big decline, and it was during uh, lockdown. Uh, but I would say that the um, the GDP numbers we saw at the end of last week for France, for Germany, and Spain were not as bad as feared. So maybe things are. Hold have held up a little bit better, and we will probably we'll certainly see that in the eurozone numbers today, which the market would expect would be revised up maybe a percentage point better than expected uh, when those numbers are right. released. So interesting to know, but perhaps the markets. I mean, the markets are not so responsive to these figures, really. They're the not. Market. They're not as responsive to the German retail sales number. That's correct. But the vaccine yeah. issue has certainly been. Tell us there. the vaccine uh, rollouts have doubled, and then everyone will be terribly excited. Uh, that's all we seem to be paying attention to, doesn't it? <laughs> well, we're up to we're up to what the UK is up to what thirteen point seven percent of the population. Yeah, absolutely. It's not they're, they're punchy numbers now. Yeah, they are indeed. Uh, uh, yeah, so Boris Johnson's got something right. I can't say it long last because we're politically neutral on this, uh, on this podcast. <laughs> of course, uh, of course. <laughs> we will catch you again very soon. Good to talk, Dave. Will do, Phil. Cheers. And there we are. That's how things are this Tuesday morning. Back again tomorrow morning. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Have a great day. See you then.